Hey, in this episode, we're going to talk some recruiting and the future of USC's athletic department. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching me on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free. I appreciate your support, and if you want to become a free subscriber, it's really easy. Let me get this light out of my eye. All you got to do, hit that red subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. Hit that like button. That'll tell me you like the episode. And because Locked on USC comes at you five times a week, why don't you hit that bell notification button, and that way you will not ever miss an episode. How cool is that? This episode of Locked on USC is brought to you by FanDuel, the official sports book and the official sports betting partner of Locked On. I'll get back to uh, the future of USC's athletic department, that office. We'll do that in the second segment. We're going to focus on the future with regards to recruiting, USC football recruiting. We're, uh, it's kind of the, uh, that time of the year, um, you know, offers are being given out, visits are being taken, and you're starting to get a, get an idea who USC is really interested in, which players have high interest in USC, because before you know it, June will be here, and we know USC's got some big weekends coming up, and then before you know it, Fall camp, and then signing period, early signing period. So let's get right into it. Lots of visits. Um, I've got some feedback, and what I've heard so far is that this is going to be a, a show-me season uh, for some defensive recruits. I went and checked out a, uh, a tournament. I, I Went and checked out the Tournament of Champions, 7-on-7 Passing League Tournament. It was at Millican High School, my old stomping grounds in Long Beach, California. Some of the other teams that were there, uh, you had Lakewood, Dominguez, San Jacinto, Sierra Canyon, St. John Bosco, Centennial, Loyola, Warren, Cathedral, Alamany, Edison, Servite, and St. Bonnie. So a lot of good teams there. And what I like about this is this isn't your typical seven-on-seven seven, uh, best team money can buy travel team, grassroots teams. These are the high school teams playing together. Uh, this is also my first time back on campus in a long time. And I'm talking about on the campus part. I've been to a, a game here and there and seen some other events. But... Uh, I literally, I went back and I was walking the campus where uh, they filmed the movie American Pie. True story. That happened after I graduated, but true story. Nevertheless, I saw a couple of students. They were sitting near a, an area there. I guess they were kind of telling people, which, directing people which way to go. And they were sitting by the old auto shop and wood shop buildings. And I, I guess I've, I might as well have been talking Groot language. I am Groot. Because I asked him, you know, is this where uh, they teach auto shop? And is this still where, you know, I have the wood shop? They, they looked at me like I was 
performing voodoo. They had no clue what I was talking about. It ended up, it's the ASB office. Anyways, um, as I mentioned, what I liked about this tournament, it's, it's the high school teams playing together. It's not uh, just a bunch of guys coming together to, to see which tournament they can win. These guys are going to be playing with each other um, Friday nights. Some of the, there was a lot of USC prospects uh, that were there. Uh, Xavier Jordan, Sierra Canyon wide receiver, commitment. Uh, I got to see him up close and personal. He's really shifty in space. Uh, he loves to use a double move, especially in the red zone. Uh, I guess I, if I was to compare him to a receiver on USC's roster right now, maybe another Michael Jackson the third type of guy. Uh, he was going up against, I was watching him uh, when Sierra Canyon was playing San Jacinto. He was going up against a guy I really like a lot. And I really, really wish he was more interested in USC. He's probably going to end up at Oregon. His name is Dylan Gresham. Um, really good, freaky athlete. Uh, freaky athlete. He reminds me, literally, you look at him, he is Marquise Lee. Similar body, just, again, a freaky-looking athlete. And he's a vocal leader, too. One of his teammates, I guess, quit on a play, and he noticed it. And he kind of lit into him. He let him have it. And I love that type of player. So, assuming he ends up at Oregon, they're getting a good one in Dylan Gresham. Uh, another player, wide receiver, who USC has high interest in, high interest in uh, Milliken, wide receiver, Ryan Pelham. He's actually a two-way player. Uh, he is very, very, very fast. I mean, he took one pass on a crossing pattern, and he literally just ran ran by the field on his way into the end zone. And it's almost like he was... He, he, could turn, he had an extra gear whenever he needed to turn it on. Kind of freaky. And, um, look, I, I know the guys aren't wearing pads at these types of events, but you can tell when someone is fearless going over the middle. Ryan Pelham's one of those types of guys. St. John Bosco, they're going to be good on defense in 2023. Um, but And they're going, to be all, they're going to be okay on offense, but they're going to be really good in a couple of years uh, when their 2026 guys are ready to be the dudes. Remember this name. Uh, USC gave him an offer. His name is Dutch Horisk. When I looked at him, I was like, whoa, Drew McCoy. I, he's a clone. Doppelganger. He's only a freshman. He's already like six foot three, two hundred and twenty pounds. He looks the part. Uh, I also got to check out St. John Bosco, Marcellus Williams. Um, so did Max. Little Big Brother was uh, watching Little Brother perform. I talked to Max for just a real quick minute, and uh, he did. Did confirm the guys are reported back May 29th. I did speak with uh, Bosco defensive back Jason Mitchell for a quick minute. He told me he talks to USC daily. Lincoln Riley, Dante Williams, Alex Grinch, and of course his cousin, Bookie Radley-Hiles. So we'll see. A lot of schools are still after uh, Jason Mitchell. As far as other recruiting news, so uh, USC had some visits recently. 
One of them was from Buford, Georgia, five-star defensive lineman. His name is Edric Houston. He took his first ever visit to USC um, over these past few days, and he left L.A. with USC much higher on his list than he anticipated. Quote, my interest definitely went up with the hospitality they showed me and how they treated me and my family. I like the defense and knowing that Coach Nua can get me to the next level by showing me different things. They made me they made me feel like family, talked to us about school, and had fun with us, end quote. And then uh, Houston also had the opportunity to, uh, to meet and hang out with head coach Lincoln Riley. Quote, he was telling us about why he made the move from Oklahoma and why USC is such a great place to be. Coach Riley is a great guy, treated all the recruits like family and like one of his own players. He opened up his house and let us eat, watch the game together, and just have fun. I'm telling you, when you get the invite to Lincoln Riley's Palos Verdes Estates pad, it's going to be hard to say no. Look, let's be honest. It's going to be a long shot getting that kind of player out of the SEC country. But, you know, a Again, a solid year on defense for USC. That could sway him when it's time to sign a letter of intent. <coughs> now, according to WeRSC, uh, another uh, player who just came back from a visit, uh, Miles Davis. USC is taking a commanding lead for four-star safety Miles Davis in the recruiting prediction machine. That's one of the bells and whistles that the On3 network provides. It's kind of like their version of the crystal ball. Well, the RPM, the recruiting prediction machine, is giving USC an 88% chance of landing Miles' uh, commitment when that time comes. Again, he just got back from his official visit to USC. So we'll see how, uh, how things work out as time passes by. As of right now, today, as I'm making this episode of Locked on USC, USC has three commitments for their class of 2024. You've got Xavier Jordan, who I spoke of just a moment ago. You've got the tight end from uh, Lake Oswego, Oregon, Joey Olson. And you have the running back from Texas, Brian Jackson. Just keep in mind, the numbers aren't where everybody wants them. But as of right now, today, there are 20 prospects in the class of 2024 who are currently favored in the on three recruiting prediction machine to end up at USC. Okay. So don't panic. We're still in May. I was talking to a, uh, to a high school coach recently and we were talking about SC recruiting, mostly about the defense. And I asked this coach, so what's the deal? Why are certain, in your opinion, why are certain elite players hesitant to kind of jump on the uh, the Lincoln Riley train? Just head on over to USC. I was actually given an answer different than what I anticipated. It's not really so much about the scheme or the development, although that's part of it. Again, we have a very limited sample size to work with with Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch at USC. We got one year. Uh, however, some elite players, this is how it was explained to me. They don't want to come in and establish the foundation. 
and that they're not being selfish. They just want to be able to come in and step in and to, kind of into a well-oiled machine, kind of just plug and play. Even if they're not playing as a freshman, they know that's what works. They've seen it happen. There's no question about it. So I get it. You know, places like Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama, Clemson, um, they have less to prove compared to USC right now. There's another thing to keep in mind, especially if we're using USC as a as an example of why um, players are, are kind of in a wait-and-see mode. USC has been very aggressive with the transfer portal. So you have high schools who keep tabs on these types of things. And, you know, they're, they're watching who's using the portal because that will trickle down to the recruits. And they're going to ask their high school coach, you know, hey, what's up with that? How come so-and-so, you know, committed to USC at a high school and then, you know, two, three years later, he's somewhere else? Why is USC, you know, focusing on guys in the transfer portal rather than guys in their own backyard? It, there's a balance. I've talked about this on previous episodes. So that is a real thing. That's what's going on out there right now. So hopefully... Um, as the season goes on again. This is a show-me season for USC, especially on defense. Um, I, I think you'll see more elite players willing to come in and, using finger quotes, lay the foundation, take the risk, take the gamble, so to speak. They're going to bet. They're going to bet on USC. And, I don't know. I, I know when I'm recording this episode right now, the Lakers and Denver are, are playing game four. So, Laker fans, you got to hurry. I know you're down 3-0 going into this game. Are you going to get sweat? Before they do, Laker fans, make a fast break over to FanDuel during the NBA playoffs because right now, new customers, you can get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So what makes FanDuel great besides it's really easy to use? Well, number one, they have great promotions every day. Their mobile app is safe and secure. Most of all, you get paid instantly. Really, there's no better place to bet all your playoff action than America's number one sports book. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. So I'm not sure I would call it a blessing in disguise. However, if USC, they are moving to the big conference, and so this might be the right time to maybe bring in a younger person ready, who's ready to handle the athletic department's chores, the everyday goings. Look, we talked about it on yesterday's episode of Locked on USC. We're going to talk about it a little bit today. We're going to talk about it until we uh, beat this horse into, into mulch. We're going to beat it into the ground because there's... It's, it's, it's a fluid thing. It's, it, names are going to be coming down the pipe of who might be interested. So we're going to continue to talk about it. But we're going to talk about it uh, 
in this episode why you hate to see Mike Bone leave, but why it might be the right time. Uh, again, this might be the perfect time to maybe pivot and look towards the future, the bigger picture. We knew Mike wasn't going to be around forever. But from what I've heard, um, you know, and I, I kind of touched on it previously, uh, Mike Bone and NIL, they were slow to get started. So perhaps the new person that USC is going to bring in and hire will be more NIL proactive. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to question um, Mike Bone's coaching hires because they look to be pretty much on point. No one's complaining about Lincoln Riley. The baseball program, um, yeah, they're going to make the uh, postseason. First time in a long time. Uh, he hired Lindsey Graham to be the women's basketball head coach. They made the postseason. And they must be doing something right because the, both basketball teams, men's and women's, got the number one player in the country to commit to USC. So, retaining Andy Enfield, another great move by the athletic department. But that doesn't mean that USC can't improve in other areas. If anything, uh, USC is in a much stronger position than they were the previous four years, prior to Mike Bone and Brandon Sosna arriving. <clears throat> but here's the thing. You, you have to wonder, is Los Angeles the place for everyone? Uh, lifestyles and being comfortable, regardless of how much money you're earning, it does make a difference. I mean, that's partially what brought Lincoln Riley and his family, you know, to Southern California. Uh, he said he needed a, a change from what Norman offered uh, for a, from a growth perspective, both for he professionally and for his family. So whomever USC is going to be able to bring in, who's going to be interested in that athletic, uh, athletic director's chair, they're going to have to be able to live in Los Angeles and understand the dynamics of living in California. It's different, especially if you come from other parts of the country. I, I don't want to get into the politics and go down that rabbit hole. However, that's part and parcel of it. We saw the problems USC had during the COVID year. I'll just leave it there. So Lincoln Riley, he's entering his second season as USC's head man for the football program. But he doesn't have a boss anymore. No one to report to. And while my concern about Lincoln Riley jumping ship is like, you can't even fit it between my forefinger and thumb. That's how worried I am. The next athletic director... They do need to share Lincoln Riley's vision, period, end of story. Football is what makes the athletic department go. When the football program is heading in the right direction, everything else falls into place. It's a domino effect. So I'm not saying, you know, let the tail wag the dog. However, most new bosses, they like to bring in their own coach. In this case, I don't know if, <laughs> unless they're bringing, 
you know, Kirby Smart or Nick Saban, um, don't bother. There's very few elite coaches out there right now. So I guess, like I said, it's probably better to get this relationship started sooner rather than later. Because uh, the last thing anyone wants is USC heading into the big conference without a big toe guiding the way. I use that big toe analogy often. Do me a favor. Well, don't. I, I don't want you to chop off your big toe, but it. You need your big toe. That is what balances you when you walk. You need a big toe. That's the analogy. With that one, you will fall over every single time you try and walk. Again. So the next choice, they are. Um, Whomever is going to be the next athletic director, they need to be someone who understands that football, and to a lesser extent basketball, in that order, that takes precedent. USC cannot allow the speed run that they're experiencing um, with the uh, effective immediately resignation of Mike Bone to, um, to der kind of derail everything that he, that Mike built up, that Brandon Sosna uh, helped him build up before he left for the NFL. And when Brandon left, Mike's chief of staff, the name is Sam Adams. She does everything behind the scenes that Brandon does. So everything that you see, all, all the success in the USC athletic department, Mike Bone gets credit as the director. Well, he was. But the chief of staff, that's a really important person. There's a reason why Mike brought Brandon with him, and there's a reason why Sam Adams got the position. It's because she earned it. <clears throat> so again, uh, USC, they, they just they can't allow this situation um, that's that's been going on inside Heritage Hall lately, apparently, to uh, derail and to, to let any everybody just keep everybody focused. Eyes on the prize. All right. Now, this is something typically I might rant about, but I this is just so stupid, I just had to get it out of the way. This isn't even a rant. This is, this is comedy. This is pure hysterical, what in the hell was this person thinking when they put this list together? If I asked you to put together a top 10 list of the top quarterbacks from 2000 through the present, would it look anything like the one ESPN just released? ESPN's Bill Connolly, he recently released an article that ranked the top 75 quarterbacks since the turn of the century. Atop of his ranking was Oklahoma's Baker Mayfield. Um, the reason being, Connolly said, as a, his career as a whole outweighed the special single seasons that some of the others behind him had. I'm not going to go through the whole 75. It's not worth it. It's not necessary. Here's the top 25. And again, it's utterly comical. I'm going to go 1 through 25. Tell me what name's missing. So we already know he's got Baker Mayfield at number 1. Laughable. <clears throat> Number two, Cam Newton. Number three, Vince Young. Number four, Tim Tebow. Number five, Joe Burrow. Deshaun Watson. Kyler Murray. 
Lamar Jackson, Marcus Mariota, Robert Griffin III, Trevor Lawrence, Colt McCoy, Johnny Manziel, Kellen Moore, Sam Bradford. Still going, don't worry guys. You'll hear the USC names here eventually. Oh, here's another one. Jameis Winston. Coming in at number 17, your first USC quarterback. Matt Leiner. 18, Andrew Luck. Number 19, Bryce Young. Number 20, CJ Stroud. How about number 21, Tua Taga Viola. Number 22, Carson Phillips. Oh, here's another USC Trojan, Carson Palmer. Excuse me, I said Carson. Philip Rivers was ahead of Carson Palmer, then Case Keenum, and then Jalen Hurts. That's your top 25. No Caleb Williams? Look, I know it's the offseason. I know everybody's putting together these off-the-wall lists. I've had my way too early lists, and I'll have more of those. However, that list, list of top 25 quarterbacks from 2000 through the present, uh, no, wrong. Right, look, that is what you call clickbait. Anyways, it's not even worth a rant. It's just, I, I had to point this out. I guarantee you, your top 25 list is going to look a lot different than Bill Connolly's and it'll look a lot better. A blind squirrel would have a better job putting together that list. Anyways. That's another episode of Locked on USC in the books. I'll be back with another episode tomorrow because that's what we do five times a week. You really need to head on over to wearesc.com though. When you're done making Locked on USC your first listen, there is a grip of recruiting information that Scott Schrader and Marshall Levinson are dropping. I put up a pretty strong opinion piece on the Mike Bone situation. Got some positive feedback. Got some feedback that I didn't agree, and that's okay. That's what I want. So, until then, everybody, until that next episode, everyone, you know what to do.